We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. We're gabbing. Uh, uh, we're gabbing. Welcome to gabbing. Gabbing. With Gracie. And Heather. Hey, everybody. This week, we're going to talk about a Christmas story. Woohoo! But first things first, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the usual, however, which is Casal Garcia. I'm trying jam jar. Nice. It's 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 pretty good. I I, I want I would prefer to try the white wine, but okay. next time. Yeah, next yeah. time. I'm drinking a Sauvignon Blanc. It's the Dreaming Tree, which is the Dave Matthews brand of wine. It's pretty good. I think you would like it. We are going to talk about A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the new 2022 sequel to the 1983 A Christmas Story that is currently out on HBO Max. But we'll obviously be referring back to the original A Christmas Story. Yes, we better because... Full disclosure, everyone, I had not seen the movie and I saw it this past week just so that we can have this. Which I love because like I have the perspective of I grew up watching it as a kid. And so a lot of it is like nostalgia now. So for you to watch it as an adult, I'm really interested to see like what what you thought of it. Okay, we could totally start off with that. Yeah, you want to say what you thought? We have not discussed this. Well, what's interesting is that I have the most popular my whole entire life. So it's been engraved in my head since I've been a little girl. The pink bunny and, you know, going to shoot your eye out. So I just needed to link everything up, being it out of sequence. And I enjoyed it very, very much. I wasn't have gone by that I've, I can see why it's a yeah. It's very sweet. It's very tender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a loving family. Don't understand what the heck is going on with the younger kid. I'm assuming it's because his mother made him that way. But you <laughs> know, I, <laughs> I I don't know. It's not a is that his story? But it's 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 a sweet story. I wouldn't mind Fitzy watching it. When- yeah, it's a good family friendly. Although there is one scene that's not so family friendly. In the Oh, no, I didn't think about that. I was thinking about when Ralphie says that he heard the foul language from Swartz and the mom calls up Swartz's mom and you hear Swartz getting beaten by his mother in the background. Oh, you see, I didn't even notice that at all. I don't know what that says about me. Are you sure he was getting beaten? I thought it sounded like yeah. And oh no, you cursing in the process. You could hear him screaming in pain and her beating him. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you didn't see anything, but you could hear it. So let let's go back a step just in case there's somebody that hasn't seen this and they don't know what we're talking about. So A Christmas Story came out in 1983 and it takes place in the 1940s. They never say the exact time, and but like your guess is the 40s. And the premise is a young boy named Ralphie Parker attempts to convince his parents, teacher, and Santa Claus that a Red Rider range 200-shot BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. And it takes place in Holman, Indiana. Good old Holman, Indiana. Yeah. 
So yeah, so for me, it was like a lot of nostalgia. And I actually did rewatch it too, so that I could kind of compare it with the new version, like the new sequel. And I didn't think that it was going to hold up. Like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did as a kid. And I really did. I was like super happy with it. <laughs> and I like, re- like it, it just brought back so much nostalgia for me. So it's a personal. I think so. But it sounds like people would still enjoy it. Like you seem to enjoy it, even though you hadn't seen it. Like, did it feel like you had seen it in the past because you had seen so many of those kind of scenes before? It did. It really did. I, it's, it's on TV this time of the yeah. year. So you, if you don't have anything to watch, you know, just in the background, you're moving around doing this, doing that, or simply just flipping the channels and it's just like, oh, there's that scene. And you watch it for, and you say, okay, I want to keep it something else. I, I don't know if maybe my mom didn't care for it. I, I don't know. We were sat down before with uh, the sound of music or any other holiday where we actually sat down and watched. Well, but, yeah. And I had, you had a, your sister, I think is, has a bigger difference between you. There's a bigger difference between you and your sister than me and my brother. So it was always like my brother who was like around my age and our cousins that were around my age. We all would watch it together, like at my grandmother's house. So it could have been situational. Like you could have been watching things that were more interesting to like your sister. 100%. And I couldn't flip the channel. So here we are. But it is kind of like a staple of the holiday season and you come across different references. I wish I would have wrote it down. I like at some point this week, I had something on. And I think a commercial or something popped up and somebody made reference to the, oh, I want a Red Rider BB gun. And I was like, oh, talking about a Christmas story. (laughs) So, yeah. I I wouldn't have realized that. I probably wouldn't realize that. So how big of an influence would be throughout in your perspective? Yeah, I think it's probably, there's a huge, there's probably a lot of like, uh, it's almost like, Goonies or I'm trying to think of some other examples like the Indiana Jones movies, the Star Wars movies, where there's it's just kind of like there's little references here and there that you might even not realize. Like I feel like recently I also saw some kind of reference to getting your tongue stuck on a pole, but it wasn't a pole, it was something else. But it was definitely like a reference back to a Christmas story. Yes, it's a commercial, isn't it? It probably is. Did you see, did you see what I'm talking about? I know what you, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It wasn't like a poll, but it was something of the sort. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's ingrained in like the culture and like, like pop culture in general. I think that that's how you, what it is, you know, it's, it's, it's a classic story, but it's that we won't be able to, I think, get rid of it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like the next generation, Fitzy's generation will um, be able to enjoy it and grow up with like those nostalgic feelings of what it was like. Because even though it takes place in the 40s and it's Indiana, so it's not necessarily like relatable in that way. But it is. The dynamics of the family and the whole perfection of imperfection around the holidays and within your family and stuff is very relatable. And that want of that. Yes, there's always that one toy. To have, you want to have, you have to have. 
Fitzy might be a little young, but does he have a toy that he's like that with this year? No. Thank goodness. <laughs> and he is a spoiled brat. He has a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm telling you right now, 20 year where I'm going to step back and I'm not going to go crazy. Oh, he's into this. Let me get him. That. He's yeah. into this. Let me get him that. No, because I've realized now he goes, he's not interested. Yep. And then it sits around. Thing does. And then I feel bad getting rid of it because what if said Carrie? <laughs> well, let's get into the sequel. And I will state there is, and I don't believe that you watched it, but there is a, a, a sequel in between that's called A Christmas Story 2. You did not watch did that, not correct? No, yes. uh, I did not see that. I I felt and <laughs> that it wasn't original, like it wasn't what it should be. And so I just skipped it. That is correct. And I feel like a lot of people did that. And I will say that I did go and watch it. I did not watch it when it came out. It came out in 2012. And that's part of the problem they waited too long because the original movie was in 1983. And so they made the sequel in 2012. And it's only five years later after the original movie. So it's five years later. Ralphie has his eyes fixed on a car. Big Trouble is sure to follow. So they don't have any of the original cast. The whole feel of the movie is different. The narrator was a different narrator, but that he was okay. He did a pretty good job for what it was. Everything kind of, it had like a, almost like a leave it to beaver feel of like everything looked a little too, too pretty and too clean. Where like, like everything was a little bit too shiny and new. Where like the original one and the Christmas story, Christmas, did not have that. They they were more cohesive in the feel and style of the movie. So yeah, it was just very strange to have a totally different cast. Like not one more, I don't think one person was the same. They did a lot of things that were like references back, but like the old man was still like, still an Oldsmobile man. And he still was at war with the radiator. So even though their house looked a lot nicer, the radiator was still causing an issue. Well, that's kind of a nice nod. Yeah. I say. yeah. And they still did like the day daydreams. Cause I don't know if you remember from the original and from the new one, there's a lot of like kind of daydream kind of movie types. Yeah. I know uh, scenarios. Yeah. So they did do that, but they had a different feel about them. I don't know if they were going for like more of a late 1940s vibe. Like there were some like World War II Nazi kind of like daydreams instead of like more of the Western. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was a little bit weird. Older, he must have. Yeah. But it was, they like they, they brought in like Holman's The Store and like Santa and... Ralphie, Swartz, and Flip, they all like worked at the store as elves and stuff. So there was like a lot of references to the original one, but the, it was the overall vibe that was the issue and the fact that they couldn't have the original cast since they were only supposed to be five years older. I mean, so, but it was okay. It was okay. Think to ask the original cast because at this point, how many they might, yeah, they might have been able to get the adults. Like, they, they probably could have worked with the adults, but the kids, they would have been way too old. It wasn't meant to be. Because if not, like you said, you know, they waited too long. 
Yeah, they waited too long. But I think I think everyone, and this is just obviously we just watched it. I'm not in the movie industry. I don't know why it wasn't presented. As, it was just perfect the way it was. Yeah, exactly. It didn't need to happen. It, it was okay. I didn't hate it. I totally understand why people skip it and why there was a lot of criticism. It was completely unnecessary. And let's just think back to the fact that a lot of things are being remade, a lot of sequels now in the 2000s. True. Because it seems as though everyone's running out of idea. And this is not to poo-poo movie itself. It's not, it's not the, the actors or, or whatever, but, and also with recent film, it, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I just personally think that they may have just thought, okay, it's time to, there's a lot of seat made out there, period. Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that really kind of stood out watching the three of these together, and I think if I would have watched the second one before I watched the new one, I wouldn't necessarily thought about it, but the mom and Randy go caroling in the second one. Oh, that's and I don't, yeah, I don't know if you remember from the new one. Yes, they absolutely vehemently hate caroling, which I will say this, it felt out of character to me that they hated it so much because in the first movie, I don't, one, I don't recall her hating or them hating caroling. And I didn't get the sense that they were the type of people who would absolutely hate something. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that they referenced it in the first movie. It was a very funny scene in the more recent one. But before we get into that, I guess I should say what the new one is about. So Christmas Story, Christmas. It has many, not all, but many of the original cast. And it follows the now adult Ralphie as he returns to the house on Cleveland Street to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one he has a child as a child, reconnecting with childhood friends and reconciling the, the passing of his old man. The premise is like normally the old man and, and mom come to Chicago where Ralphie now lives every Christmas, but right before they were supposed to come visit, the old man passes suddenly. So Ralphie, his wife, and the kids all decide to go and spend Christmas with the mom at his childhood home. And there's a very funny scene where they're hiding from carolers. Who are aggressive carolers. Yes, aggressive carolers. And um, I'm totally blanking on the wife's name. What is Ralphie's wife's name? I am DB, I need you. I I am on it because I've been checking because I wanted to see what other uh, Peter, uh, Sandy Parker is the name of Ralphie's wife. So Ralphie's wife, Sandy, doesn't understand why they're hiding. Played by Erin Hayes. Thank you. Played by Erin Hayes. She doesn't understand why they're hiding from the carolers. That She's like, I love caroling. And the mom turns to Ralphie and goes, how could you? And he's like, I didn't know. So it's just a funny, it's just a funny scene. But as far as I know, there's no other references to caroling in the first one i kind of thought maybe it was them poo-pooing the second one being like oh like referencing back to the second one yes like you guys got it wrong they actually hate it yeah in your face 
Well, okay. The, the, here's a good question that I, I didn't look up. Maybe how passionate are the writers and producers and directors of the original film that they wanted to keep it as true in all essence? I don't know. I didn't think to look that up. I do know that just from like You're interviews. to be the one to be on top of it. I'm just like, just playing. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm the note taker. Lazy Gracie, look it up yourself. <laughs> well, I do know. So just to like um to round off all of this, there's the three movies. Plus they did a musical, a Broadway musical. Oh. And yeah, back in like 2012, around then I think it was out. Really around the same time too? Yeah, it was around the same time that no. the second one came out. And Peter Billingsley, who pay, plays Ralphie Parker was one of the producers and he was very much into making sure that it was done at like to give like uh to be as accurate as possible to the original movie i did not know that i think you see that that's pretty cool and i was going i wonder also how much of and this is before i just said original actors contributed their thoughts to like yeah ralphie wouldn't do uh, so and so, so and I'm so. sure they did because so many of them came back. Like Ralphie is obviously the I same actor. Them. Peter Pilling- Billingsley, Randy is the same original actor. He's not in it a whole lot, but he is no. the same actor. Yes. Um, both Flick and Swartz are the original actors, as well as the bully Scott Farkas. <laughs> what a name! What an exactly who would name their child Scott? I thought it was Scott Farkas when I was growing up. I didn't catch that it was Scott. Like S-C-U-T. I had the closed captioning on, so I was reading and listening. And I thought, Scott, but I'm reading Scott. I thought maybe there was an error in the closed captioning, (laughs) and I heard better. Okay, his name is Scott. All right. Yeah, so I feel like because there were so many original people, and those are just the ones that I noted down. I'm sure that there was even more that they were very like cognizant of what the original movie was and making sure that it was consistent with the original movie. Right. And they did. There were like so many tie-ins. I'm going to say some. Let me know if you have others. Probably not. First of all, like Ralphie the writer and the original one and how writing will save everything. So in the original one, Part of his scheme for trying to like convince everybody like his teacher and people that the bb gun is the the best christmas present is he writes an essay and he gets i think he gets like a c minus or something on it and she makes a note you'll shoot your eye out like everybody else does mm-hmm. well then fast forward to ralphie as an adult he's taken a year off to write the great american novel and he's sent it to like i think 15 maybe publishing houses and he he just knows it's like a thousand it is 2,000 pages (laughs) I couldn't write 2,000 pages if my life depended on so yeah so he he feels like if he can just publish his book everything's going to be wonderful everything's going to be saved and then the same with the obit like he has to his mother asks him to write his father's obituary which as someone who's had to do that, that's like the most nerve wracking thing that you ever have to do to write an obit for a parent. So he's like, 
I just have to write. This is the old man. I have to write the perfect obit. So there's that tie-in with the writing between the two movies. Also, the daydreams that we mentioned earlier, kind of like those movie sequence daydreams. Mm -hmm. uh, They really went back to the, there were a lot of like Western theme ones like the the original one had. The tie-in with the old man in the original movie with the furnace and fighting with the furnace. And Ralphie had his radiator for his car that he was fighting with. So many fights. Yeah. (laughs) Inanimate objects that become animated. And then we just mentioned Scott Farkas. Well, Scott Farkas was Ralphie's bully and Scott Farkas's kids, his two boys end up being the bullies for Ralphie's kids. And then I think the other bully was Grover Dill or something like that. In the original movie. The The shorter one, the younger one. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like they did make a reference to him, but I'm not sure if the original actor was in it or not. No, the actor was there. Okay. All right. I couldn't remember. I don't remember to each other. I think it was maybe at the end when um said something about the obituary. Maybe. I need to rewatch it, but I feel like he was in it for like a hot minute. I mean, he literally was there for not even a minute, partner. Yeah. And then a couple other, well, actually, there's probably a lot more. The, um, the dogs, the old man is always fighting with those neighbor dogs. And then the next generation of that same family still has a bunch of dogs. Exactly. And they're going after Ralphie too. Yeah. Just like they did the old man. But his kids. Yes. The grandson. I'm assuming it's the grandson. But yeah, it's gotta be the grandson or the son. They hang out with him. And he winded up being an ally. Yeah, Exactly. Um, some other tie-ins were, I don't know if you caught this, but at the beginning of the movie where Ralphie's meeting with one of the publishers, he gives him like a little gift. It was like chocolates or something. And the, um, publisher opens up the drawer that's full of other gifts and drops the gift into the drawer. And that was like a tie-in with the teacher where all the kids come in and they have the goofy teeth and she collects the teeth and she opens the drawer and drops them in the drawer. Yes. So I thought that was like a fun. Good, Heather. Yeah. You figured all that out. (laughs) So there's more though. There's the wine drinking because in the original, it shows the parents sitting on the couch drinking wine. And then there's a scene in the new one where the grandma and Ralphie and Sandy are drinking wine on the couch with her. Scene where they sit, um, uh, Mother Parker and Father Parker, and she wraps his arm around his shoulder, and in the mother wraps her arm around Ralphie. You're right. I didn't catch that one. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." I just thought it was so sweet. Yeah. The like insistent on getting a live tree was a tie-in. Yeah. Aunt Claire's rabbit onesie was in the attic when Ralphie was looking for stuff. <laughs> and he's still traumatized by it. Yes, I, I, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I thought he would have looked at it fondly since he was looking at everything else fondly. Maybe he yeah. changed his mind. Uh, so this is a funny tie-in with the second movie. At the end of the second movie, they're opening gifts, and the mom's like, oh, Aunt Claire, I got you a gift, Ralphie, blah, blah, blah. And he opens it up, and it's a sailor suit. And Ralphie is, like, horrified. And the father is like, doesn't she realize that he's, like, 15 years old? He's about to turn 16. 
And then the mom's like, oh, no, it's my mistake. Randy, this is for you. And then everybody's like laughing and makes Randy dress up as the little sailor boy and stuff. So like the tradition got passed down. So that was a funny scene from the second one. Get one in the first. I guess he was too little. Um, The Santa scene was also a nice tie-in, especially like I don't know if you caught this, but the weird kid in the line. Like in the first one, there was like this really strange kid that kept like making weird noises and looking at them. And then in the new one, there was the kid with the big lollipop. They kept offering it to them and they're like, oh, no, we don't want that. And then he ends up throwing up right at the front of the line. Yes. I did not catch that at all. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't exactly the same, but they were both just very, like, strange. I I will admit I fell asleep 10 minutes in each movie. (laughs) During the same part? Like, the same kind of, like, time frame? No, no, no. Okay. So I think I fell asleep during the waiting on the line scene, but I definitely remember the little boy with the lollipop. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, everyone. But it's all good. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so those were some of the scenes. I wrote down the car breaking down, but I don't remember that in the first one. I'm trying to think of what the tie in for that was. The, The radiator at home. Oh, I guess it was. And the fact that they all love turkey. Yeah. They're obsessed. That was another thing in the second one that they messed up. um, Because there's a scene where they go to the butcher shop and the turkey is going to cost like $3. And the old man is like, I'm not spending all that money on turkey. And the mom is like, but you love turkey. You look forward to turkey every year. Like you make such a big deal out of it. And he's like, no, I'm going to go fishing for our dinner (laughs) and so there's like this big series of scenes where he goes ice fishing and he's gonna try to catch their dinner and I was like that doesn't make any sense because he's so obsessed with turkey so obsessed with turkey and he's so into the holiday season Mm -hmm. he saved money to make sure the boys got everything that they needed yeah and there's there was that sweet little thing that Ralphie says where he's like he made it look so effortless mm-hmm. and now as an adult I realized how hard it is to try to make it so special for your kids and he just was like the king of making the holidays like the best thing ever I, I will say like I was a little bit shocked that he was thinking of his father so fondly and and I'm not trying to be mean or belittle the family relationship but for me, it was only not it, it. We literally only saw one Christmas. So it made me wonder what else he had done throughout the years that we didn't. And obviously, we have to trust the narrative. But I felt as though I was missing out. And I wish that I, w- I would have seen a, like a week's worth of their lives. And- yeah, I think you saying that makes me think you should watch the second one. Because they do go into it a little bit more about the father-son relationship. Just go into it knowing that it's not it's not cohesive with the overall storyline. Like there's some things that they got wrong. But it is it see the second one does really go into like kind of a father-son, like what they do, like how they would go fishing and how 
they would go. Right, because they filled in the gaps. Yeah, they fill in the gaps a little bit because Ralphie's a little bit older. So you kind of see like what they're, um, what they like to do. Like there's reference to them like going and looking at cars and, and things like that. And like I said, going fishing and like Ralphie gets into a pickle and has like he wants he wants to ask his father for help but then like his father doesn't help him and like he goes into why because he wants to make sure his son grows up into like a good human being (laughs) that can take care of his problems okay so yeah so it does because yeah ralphie's just about to turn 16 so it's it's a little bit better of an age to be able to see that where like you only get hints of that, like when he gets at the end of the first one, when he gets the BB gun that his father made sure that he got. Mm-hmm. And then how his father's like kind of walk, talking him through how to load it and everything. And you kind of see like how happy the old man is and how he's really proud of Ralphie and stuff. It's cute. It is. It and. I feel like that scene was, and he did mention it, you know, when he was his age, he got whatever it was that he got from his, Uh he wanted to kind of pass down what his own father did. It was especially, I think, in a way, honoring, like, this was the time for him to be a quote-unquote man, or, Uh or, you know, to to be an older child and have that older child toy. Yeah, exactly. I just realized there is a a tie-in to the leg lamp in the second one. The leg lamp yes, as a no, reprise. It's it came back out of nowhere. I thought that thing, oh no, it never broke, right? No, it did break. But a new red leg lamp happens in the new in the second one. Where did they get that from? And you know what? Wait, was the leg lamp in the attic? No, it wasn't. It was? Yeah. Okay, so maybe that was reference to the second one. Because yeah, it definitely breaks. And then, is it intact in the in the attic in the new one? Sorry, folks. We didn't take notes on this part. Yeah. <laughs> because, I'm... yeah, if it is intact, then they're making reference to the second one. Because a new, a different leg lamp happens in the second one. And Mama is not happy. <laughs> Got two boys and a dad in awe of a lamp, a leg of she can't win. Leg lamp. Netted stockings. That was like such a great scene in the first one where he's like holding the broken lamp. So and he, that, that he well, won. I mean, when she, when she broke it and he's like holding it and he's like, and she's like, it was an accident. And he's like, oh, you, you've always hated this. And he's like holding it like a precious baby. <laughs> and he like kind of like slinks off. He was he was an interesting character. You know, I don't think I appreciated him while I was watching. He was a very old school dad. Like he seemed yeah. very like standoffish, but he, there you could tell during different scenes that he really did love his kids. Mm-hmm. And he wanted them to grow up and be good people. So Yeah. Very old did. school, very like Midwestern. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it's my dad. He's basically my dad. <laughs> Who now that my dad is older is very much more involved, but very kind of like, okay, I'm working and I'm making sure to put food on the table and this is how I express my love. (laughs) 
I'm not a hugger. I'm not going to sit down and like ask you to talk about your feelings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they'll show their love all the, like you said. It Actually, I would have been really interesting to see how the old man was with his grandkids. It sounded like he, based off of their reaction, based off of the kids' reactions, and based off of, like, the gifts and stuff that they got from their grandpa, it sounded like he had a much closer, openly closer relationship with them. Yes. And that, I feel, is also my dad. Like, my dad, when he became a grandfather completely became more animated and more emotional and like more outwardly loving where like to his kids, he was very much like putting food on the table and making sure you have clothes. We're like something about grandkids. Yeah. Parents a little bit more than what they. Yeah. I don't remember ever going on vacation with my dad until he was a grandparent. He would make sure we were able to go camping or we were able to go to the Jersey Shore. Like, he would drive us to the Jersey Shore and leave us there, and he would go to work. <laughs> wow. Who the heck did you guys stay with? It would be, like, with my mom and our and her friends and stuff like that. But he never actually, like, went to the shore with us. He never went to you know, this is camping with us. But enter a grandchild. He's going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You you wonder if, like, they get to the point in their life where they, you know, say, okay, I'm retired in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't have this of putting because you guys are adults or they are literally retired and they have more free time. It it, it reminds me of his dad who got into forced retirement and now he's in his granddaughter. He loves him over. Yeah, I think it is like that because, like, when you have kids, and I mean, I'm sure you can speak to this, you're like, oh, I have to make sure that they're taken care of and, like, I have money aside. What if they want to go to college? What if there's an emergency? What if there's this, this, and this? But, like like you said, like, when they're adults, you don't have that, like, direct responsibility and you can kind of, like, ease up a little bit and not be as stressed out about, like, the future. And that is definitely, I think what you're saying is representative of Father Parker. Yeah. I was, I was just amazed. Like, he got the exact thing. I was like, this man listens. Yeah. Not to say that Ralphie does. They obviously do because they got them, you know. And it says something that, like, the mom didn't, like, Grandma Parker, she didn't know. Because, like, you would have thought, like, if they would have gotten those gifts, maybe she would have bought them. And he maybe just knew about it. But, like, she had no idea. She just came across them. And they were the perfect gifts for everyone. He he was, and he kept from everyone. Yeah, it was that he had those perfect gifts. Even, like, for Ralphie, he had a fountain pen because he knew. That was kind of like him saying from the grave. Between that and the, the old man story. Yeah. It was like his father being like, no, like you're a writer. Don't, don't let them get you down. It was very sweet. Yeah. Um, oh man, Paco. I, I was very shocked that Randy was Mr. Big Shot who didn't want to come back home. What's Randy? Yeah. Name? What's up, Randy? I don't understand. And he I, had this bizarre gift. He had bizarre what? He had like bizarre gifts for the kids. I don't he didn't have any gifts. He wasn't planning on going. 
He had like a sword. And what was the one for the girl? It was something inappropriate. He had to pick up or not. It would have been ostracized. ostracized. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I really felt for him that his mom the clothes (laughs) the literal crap that his mom put on him it was so representative why not ralphie too because he's the baby as the baby of the family well you're the baby of the family too yeah and i told and i i I told mommy i said mommy i watched you know it was good whatever whatever and i understand that little boy because i felt like you and maybe that's why christmas god forbid i hate winter (laughs) and i don't but it was probably not like that for your sister you're gonna have to ask your sister yeah it's a seven-year age difference yeah that's how that's the age difference with my sister and i too by the time they got to us they were like they were like it's a free-for-all they should be like having them wrapped up like burritos and with us it's like okay you're gonna yeah that's true it wasn't like that and it makes makes me wonder maybe randy is so He's standoffish, the fact that he's like his mother smothered. Yeah. Oh, like with the first baby, you're kind of like, I got to keep them alive. I got to like figure this whole parenting thing out. And so by the second one, you're like, well, I got this. Let me like, I don't like the other one grew up. I want to, I want to keep this baby a baby for longer. (laughs) Let me like smother it. That might be it. And that's why he's far away. And he's uh-huh. like, he did his huge number that he just. <laughs> I I actually looked up because I, the original passed away, and I didn't see that at least. So maybe she's still around, but she's just. Yeah, or she wasn't interested for whatever reason. Yeah, because she was one of the few people that wasn't an original. She was born in 1930. Oh, she's up there then. But overall, I I did enjoy. I did I did enjoy. I'm both. glad feel that I waste two nights of well I'm glad you liked it I was really nervous when you were like oh I haven't seen it I didn't feel that to see it because I already knew yeah what it was about so I felt like I knew the story but there was so much more behind it the family fondness that I and now I know what it's the second movie they had a lot of is where it just seemed like a movie where the son's uh, arm breaks, the daughter gets her eye poked or whatever. It was just like one thing after another. And I thought it was too much. Like they could have just had one, make a big point out of it and then kept, I mean, like to the actual full. So I don't like that. I actually didn't. Again, and I can't even remember what the second, the third one is I can't. And that's it's called A Christmas Story Christmas. But truly, I I was just like, okay, that that, like kind of threw me off. But overall, ruined the movie for me and i'm glad that peter would find the success that he dreamt about yes worked his butt off i just realized the daughter kind of got her eye poked out just like ralphie got his eye poked out in the first yeah. one. and that's where i thought they were gonna leave it and then the, the food the presents um i'm like okay but then the yeah that was unnecessary like, oh, yeah, exactly. That was a funny scene, though, where, like, well, first of all, the ramp, I thought that was nice because Flip got his revenge for the, because the, the Flip, who is the bar owner, was the one that had his tongue stuck to the pole because of Swartz. So he kind of got his, like, revenge after years for 
um, Swartz doing that to him. Like this belief here, Heather, he's sledding, sliding down this ramp, falls flat on his back, nothing breaks. Yet the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And we know as people of a certain age that if somebody's going to like fall like that off of a a ramp, they're going to bust their ass. And they even then in the next scene, they go into like, Ralph even says, if you're over 40, you shouldn't be going sledding. And then there's all these drunk fools going sledding and busting their asses, <laughs> which that I thought was realistic because we would have busted our asses out there. Yeah, definitely. We definitely, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have done it because I don't skating. <laughs> That's true. I know. I ended up try skating and I fall in on my tail and I have never, I think. I do better ice skating than roller skating, but I'm to the age that I'm like, now I will break a hip (laughs) final thoughts i'm just overall glad that they made it like i thought it was a nice a nice example of a sequel because it was like they tied it in nicely and they didn't try to make it unrealistic like they they progressed them in age too hard yeah like they didn't try to make them younger like they were what would you say they were in their their like 30s I would say they were in their 30s, though. They do look at least. But it kind of took place. I thought it took place in like the late 60s, 70s. And I feel like people in their 30s looked a lot older back then. Oh, Like when I look at pictures of my parents in the 70s, they look a lot older. <laughs> yeah. Must be the makeup or something. I don't know. Or like and the, Yeah, the hairstyles, the dress. It's 70s. I thought it was the 70s. And that's why Ralphie in his 40s. Yeah, they definitely, if, when I'm saying 30s, probably late 30s. But it could be early 40s. It's, except his wife doesn't look age, but whatever. Um, some people just... She might be younger, too. She may be, yes. Yeah, I really don't get two thumbs up. It, it, yes. It's a season, and that's it's, that. Yeah, it's very nostalgic. Like, it's a throwback. It's good. I do want... Mm-hmm. Oh, not, not like a third sequel. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised because they make remake a lot of things. Which is why they uh, continue yeah. the story. Oh, not to dwell on the second one, but if you do watch the second one, there's a couple of scenes that don't hold up. Like there's this weird scene where Ralphie's smelling this girl's hair and she doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, super. <laughs> but like, even though I do love that video, how but I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it like, is it really far fetched because fantasy for him to, to yeah. So I guess if you look at it that way, it just doesn't. It's just creepy for twenty twenty two. It is because the idea is he has like this fantasy crush on this girl in his class, and they're in band together, and so he's behind her in band, and he's going and smelling her hair. That that would. And he is 15 and hormonal. So that's probably true to the character, but it just doesn't, it's just creepy in 2022. If this were real life, it would be something that we should be alerted to. Does it again, then, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You got a problem. Go talk. Yeah. Don't be a creep. To go back to the movies that remind me of the holiday season, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. So last week we talked about our favorite holiday movies. 
throwing it into our list, Pride and Prejudice, Christmas movie. Anything's a Christmas movie if you watch it at Christmas or a holiday movie if you watch it during the holidays. Because yeah. I always, the year, I don't know. I have That's no That's true. And it's right. like a nesting type of movie. Like it's, it's getting cold. It's getting dark. You want to just like hang out with a blanket and some tea or something and watch five and a half hours of Colin Firth. Yes. And that's how this episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to Gabby. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out. Check us out. Buy us a coffee. So we can stay awake after all this drinking. Exactly. We're waking up at 519 in the morning with you. Ciao, everyone. Have Bye. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin. We're Gavin. Uh, uh, we're Gavin.